This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville. Dial pound 3636 in-house. The former Premier and Finance Minister in the province of Ontario, Ernie Eves. How you doing, Ernie? I'm great, John. Thank you for coming in. Dan Moulton's with us, a consultant at Crestview Strategy. That's a public affairs agency. And he was a former advisor in the McGuinty and Wynne governments. How's Dan? I'm doing well, John. Thank you. And John Turley Ewart, risk management consultant specializing in capital markets with extensive experience on Bay and Wall Streets. How's John? Excellent, thank you. Are you? Are you better knowing that uh, there's a subway deal coming through mm-hmm. where, uh, again, Doug Ford retracted uh, or he capitulated or however you see it, uh, basically giving the TTC back to, uh, after he had uploaded the thing, uh, to the city of Toronto. And the quid pro quo is that Toronto would support him on his Ontario relief line. If well, well, the Ontario line, it sort of supplants the relief line. More stops, more extensive in uh, breadth and scope, and uh, also more expensive. But the money that had been set aside by the feds uh, to go to the relief line will now be earmarked plus plus. From the Liberals anyway, they say about $4.8 billion. Andrew Shear came through town early in a week. He submitted that he would give them $10.8 billion on that part of the uh, transit system, mm-hmm. as well as the extension of the number one line up to Richmond Hill, which I guess he had $5.6 billion attached to that. It was, you know, we're going to give, we're going to fund, we're going to underwrite all of this. The point being, though, that uh, John Tory uh, spearheaded this, and council uh, looks to be voting on it uh, for that line. There is support. Uh, Tory's chuffed about it. The Liberals say Mayor Tory deserves a lot of credit for moving this forward, but it was conceptualized by Doug Ford. Who should get credit here? Well, I, frankly, I think everyone should get credit here, especially uh, the provincial government for, for their Ontario line idea and also for sticking by uh, the line for Scarborough. I mean, that big, uh, that big roar you heard was the people in Scarborough saying, finally, we're getting our subway. Uh, been three stops. Years. Three stops. Exactly. Three stops. Mm. Um, so John a, can pick his stop. It's a great day to, uh, to, <laughs> to be from Scarborough, that's for sure. But I think for, for John Tory, though, I mean, this, this is a win for him. Uh, he uh, apparently brokered this deal. Uh, he's got, uh, you know, billions of dollars of financing now for uh, what I'd call a serious transit plan. He's also got financing to help maintain the existing system. And uh, as I'm sure Dan will point out, he's got money for, for some new projects too, mm-hmm. some LRT work that could, uh, that's been talked about but didn't have financing before. Well, speaking of the financing, so if Andrew Shear did come by earlier in the week or late last week, whatever it was, and he promised, you know, uh, pretty much the full cost of the, if we're going to believe that $10.8 billion would do it here with the Ontario Relief Line, you feel if he wins, he would fulfill that commitment? I think he would. I think he would because, you know, this is real infrastructure spending. This is something that the the federal conservatives have talked about putting money into, uh, given that the long-term return on it is huge. Also, it's, uh, you know, a key piece of, I would call it their environmental uh, approach, and that is to encourage public transit use. Uh, So I don't see them backing away from that. And frankly, uh, you know, pushing the line up to to Richmond Hill into the 905, uh, what they're really trying to do is help people who are buying houses up in those areas get down to jobs in Toronto more efficiently. Mm -hmm. Ernie, do you believe this is a political winner? I mean, it's a win-win-win across the board. I I think it's a great compromise on the part of everybody. I mean, typical Canadian politics, if you're going to get something done, you hopefully do it by compromise. And I think that, you know, everybody deserves some credit in this. I think the federal government, I think the provincial government, and John Tory, obviously. And I would assume that Mr. Tory will have no problem selling this to council. And I think it's a it's a great thing. I think with respect to infrastructure projects, and especially with respect to transportation, 
in uh, urban areas. Uh, part of the problem we have is that we don't have a plan that we stick to, and everybody wants to complain about one aspect or another, or one level of government always has a complaint about it. I think it's high time that we had a plan that everybody will agree to and hopefully stick to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with, uh, with with all of that. I would say that the only thing that disappointed me about this announcement was probably the decision not to upload the TTC to the provincial level of government. Uh, I, you know, I, I think that that probably would have been smart policy uh, for the long term. Like we're talking about one major build out here that is significantly overdue. We have to think about not just constructing the relief line or the Ontario line as it's now called, because really we're not talking about that different of a project, the extension of our existing lines, but as John mentioned, you know, the, the construction of a waterfront LRT, the construction of more LRTs throughout the Western GTA that will help to connect the downtown core uh, to our suburban communities through transit. This is uh, exceptionally important, and I think we have to think about how we integrate these systems and how we continue to build them out so that we're not sitting around for another 30 years fighting between levels of government about whether or not we're going to get stuff built in this city. All right. Well, and by the way, Doug Ford was up in Kenora today, I guess, announcing another infrastructure project. Uh, He wasn't exactly gloating or, you know, wearing the halo effect from this one. is he going to service anytime soon? You figure, Ernie? Well, he, he hasn't gone out yet. In Kenora today. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't gone out yet. Actually, He's, his flight was delayed. He's oh. two hours late. Oh, is he? Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. The, the, uh, <laughs> I, I know you've been on the air, John, so you haven't seen this yet. But he was haven't. supposed to be out an hour and a half ago, but his flight was delayed. So, because oh. he had, to, I think he had to fly to Winnipeg where uh, to get to Kenora, right? And it's uh, it's wow. a hell of a snowstorm out there. You're following this closely. You got a flight manifest thing going on here. <laughs> I think we're all waiting with bated breath uh-huh. to see uh, see the premier resurface in the middle of this campaign, and uh, it's yet to happen. But there is an interesting political strategy here by not uploading uh, the TTC. I, I really do think what you're seeing the Ontario government do is try to put on the reasonable face that did not exist in that first year of, of this uh, this conservative That's government. Fair. And they're trying to uh, get rid of all that animosity that they had built up, uh, extinguish the fires, and try to demonstrate the fact that they will work with folks and, quote, listen to them. And now, at least, they won't have city council chirping at them about about uploading. I mean, what can city council say now uh, to, to, to the province? Uh, you know, in terms of uh, transportation efforts. Yeah, I think that's a really good good point, and I, I just want to sort of expand on it, because th- we saw some reporting back in, in June when there was all those scandals about the former chief of staff departing and all that, and this sort of change in tone coming out of the premier's office, coming out of Queen's Park. And there was a, a quote that one of the caucus members, I think, had leaked uh, from the premier at a caucus meeting where he said, I'm sick of all the fighting. And I think we're actually seeing that manifest itself in a lot of recent moves from the, from the provincial government and from Premier Ford, particularly like the QP settlement that came out last week, this decision not to upload the TTC. They're clearly not interested in the fights anymore, uh, which I think is good. Uh, a more constructive provincial government is good, better for all of us. Well, it's going to be interesting because you've got the teachers' unions uh, who are actually uh, taking a strike vote. I guess uh, this will be between next Tuesday the day like after the election up until the 15th of November, uh, if he can some some ways, uh, you know, miss that fight. The unions have an interesting strategy, Ernie. They're putting everything online to say uh, they want to be totally transparent. Everything that's being negotiated will be for public consumption. Do you think that's a, a winning strategy? I'm of two minds about it. I mean, it sounds great. But, you know, when you're in negotiation, you're going to have to give and take. So are they going to admit that to their members that, hey, we asked for this, but we're only going to get you that because there's a trade-off over here? I doubt that that's going to happen, but maybe I'm wrong. I, That would be nice if I was wrong, but I think there is a danger in negotiating in public. I mean, you really have to 
iron these things out. You can talk to Buzz about that. I'm sure he'd have some interesting comments. No, he thought it was a good idea. Well, why didn't he do it when he was the head of the CAW? That was such a great idea. (laughs) Well, they didn't have the internet (laughs) back then. (laughs) Well, I think there's always a public-facing element to every negotiation, and particularly with public sector unions. And so the question is, you know, what version of of the negotiating strategy are we actually getting in the public public realm if the unions are putting it out there? They're going to put something out there, but I'm going to go out on a limb and suggest it's probably spun in a certain direction. Uh, and it probably is is in their interest if they're willing to put it out there. What's really happening at the bargaining table is probably a different story. Ernie, uh, very quickly, though, why do you think, as uh, you know, the gentlemen have alluded here, uh, that there's been a political pivot on the part of Doug Ford? Well, I think I think they, quite frankly, realized that they had a fairly rocky first six months <laughs> or a year, and they had better change attitude and correction uh, in direction that they were going in, or it wasn't going to be pretty. Uh, Rocky is a very generous three years time disaster and but to be fair on the other side of it I mean we criticize people for being adamant in their beliefs and never being able to change it would appear as if Premier Ford is prepared to change and his government is prepared to change, and that's good news for everybody. Well, you hit low in the polls. Changes in latitudes, changes in attitudes. <laughs> there you go. All you parrot heads rejoice. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.